I, I'm just kind of having fun with it. I want this to be over. That's what I want. I want not this podcast. I mean, <laughs> I was like, okay. yeah, geez. All right. Came in hot there. Today we had on Derek Gregory. He talks about the creative process for coming up with his funny videos, the frustration of content flops, why you should take a break from producing content and how he stays consistent, trend jacking and posting. Mr. Derek Gregory. Is it uh, Gregory or Gregory? It's it's Gregory. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, cool. Uh, I, I felt like one, one first name wasn't enough, you know? Yeah, that's right. Two. I mean, I was going to start this over, but I'm just going for it. No, now. Start, it start it over. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Gregory. I think Gregory sounds nicer. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd roll with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Mr. Derek Gregory. Hello. We've been trying to get you on the podcast since uh, the podcast uh, start. So thank you for being on two and a half years later. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was something that was, you know, going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't want it to just be, uh, you know, one and done. You wanted to really get some mileage out of it. Now that we've yeah. gained some steam, now you're going to hop on. Uh, I, I wanted like to it. make sure you guys had good microphones, you know, you, you had the act together. It did take a couple of years, at least on, on my end for that. So yeah, I, yeah. Believe, I believe your you first excuse for not coming on the podcast was you wanted 10,000 followers to get the swipe up feature back when yeah, that was a thing so that you could actually plug Remember the that? podcast. The funny, the funny thing about that was I was so excited to get that. I got 10,000 followers and I think it was like four <laughs> days later. They're like, everyone gets it. Dude, when they got rid of the swipe up feature, I thought that my career was actually over. I didn't realize that they were replacing yeah. it with links. So uh, my fiance, Anne, shared an article with me. It was like the swipe up feature is gone. I'm like, okay, well, I'm done now because oh. now we can't plug yeah. the podcast or sponsors or anything like that. So my business is, is collapsing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So thank God it didn't because we all need our daily... Uh, Broke agent. <laughs> Broke agent. Well, the, the, exactly. the, the funny thing is no one clicks on links. So it's uh, like, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've seen my, uh, my insights. He's got some oh, great insights. Great insights. Clicks. Exactly. But, but Derek, this isn't about uh, Eric's insights. insights. This is about you today. <laughs> insights. That's what I said. I'd insights. rather it be about Eric's insights, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know. well, I mean, it, it, we can get into uh, Eric. I, I'm going to, Derek and Eric, this is, this is insane. Yeah. Um, obviously I said this from the start, Derek, I think you have too many R's in your name. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, double R. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but let's get into it here because we have a very similar background. We've talked about this before. We share a love of music. You were a touring musician. Um, we share a love of the band need to breathe. Eric's never heard of them because his music mm. knowledge is slim to none. So, uh, True. What does what Eric even listen to? Like EMD? He listens to the little Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an extremely true statement back in 2015 or 16. That's such a funny answer. <laughs> and very true. I, I actually wanted to be just like him. But yeah, you guys do have little Dickie. Yeah, similar musical backgrounds. And we do yeah. want to know, Derek, because it, again, it's not about my music taste. <laughs> How'd you get into the business? How'd you start doing real estate comedy on your Instagram? Now you have a massive following, 18,000 plus. How did it all begin? Uh, well, 
I, uh, funny enough, I, as far as like where real estate started, so I'm originally from California. Um, let's not get into where you were I, born. I mean, just, you know, let's fast yeah, forward. Yeah, well, I mean, bit. it's all part, it's all part I don't of need to hear all 30 years, years there. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't want to go to college. So I'm like, real estate sounds okay, good. good. Like two weeks, I'm in. Um, yeah, so I got licensed, been doing real estate. And uh, I think probably like a lot of people, I would do, uh, you know, maybe some skits or funny stuff, some humor stuff that had nothing to do with real estate. Cause I was like, you know, the second you start making jokes, people don't take you seriously. Um, and so I just never did any of that. Um, funny enough, I definitely, you, Eric, have been a big uh, impact on my uh, journey with, with doing more humorous stuff within real estate. Um, I think you, I had been following you for a while. I started uh, this page maybe three years ago, specifically because I had on my personal Instagram, I had a bunch of like band uh, friends and, you know, I was like, they're not going to want to see real estate posts. So I, I'm going to start a new account, which is in hindsight, I regret it. I wish I kind of kept it all together. Um, but at the time, that was kind of the idea to, to start something to be separate so I can just focus on uh, promoting real estate and um, that sort of stuff. So started it. Still, it was very kind of the, the traditional thing you'd see for most agents posting, you know, just sold, just listed um, properties, that sort of thing. I think it was you, you did an... Um, it was like an agent because I I followed you for years on my personal uh, account, and you did a um, I think it was like an like an uh, agent spotlight, and I think it was Dan Lee. There was a video that you posted of him, and it was like a, a listing tour or something like that. And um, I feel like that was like the first time I saw someone that did uh, real estate like kind of in a humorous light. Um, yeah. And it was like, from there, I was like, I, I think I could, I think I could do this as well. Before that, I I've always done videos. Me and my brother used to do videos all the time. I used to do like, uh, like skits, like funny, like Florida man. Um, I did, I don't know if you know who Morgan Morgan is. It's an attorney I used to do like these parody videos. Um, none of it had anything to do with real estate. So I think it was like seeing someone else do it kind of was like that, permission to where, oh, I, it's okay. I can do this and still be good at my job and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's, that's honestly where it kind of started from. I so will, thank you. I will say First. Eric posted my video before. I was, was going to say, did you miss Matt's? Agent yeah, must, uh, must have missed mine I, that, I just, that week. I, I guess I did. I specifically remember dance was the first one that I saw. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Dan. Dan Lee, everyone should follow Dan Lee Plum. We had him on. You know, I, I specifically brought this because I'm I'm your biggest fan. Exactly, big you. fan of Canada. Thank Dan you. Lee Plum <laughs> is a Australian agent and does hilarious, hilarious listing videos. We should have him back on that. It's been a while, been a while. Uh, since since we've talked to him. So when you started posting these these funny videos initially, I mean, these couldn't be bring you business like right away, right? I'm sure there was a little bit of. Uh, not necessarily pushback from your clientele, but like a, an experimental so, phase. So this is kind of how it worked. I started the account. I was like, oh, I'm it's going to be strictly real estate because I don't want all my cool friends and band people and all this stuff to see real estate stuff. It's not going to go well. So I started it, just sold, just listed. Um, and what ended up happening, I was working with, so I do a lot of work with builders. 
And there was a builder that had hired me on to uh, sell their properties. And I did a video and I was not in the video. It was just like a video, a cool video of their house. And they ended up taking, basically just hijacking my video and like axed me out of it. And so it was kind of one of those things like I need to be in the video. Like, I don't want to, I don't want this to happen again. So I did, I had a builder that, um, a different builder that I did a video for. It was kind of the first time I did, um, a video that I was in like promoting a house. I, and I've, again, I've always done video. Me and my brother used to make stupid little videos. So I'm like comfortable with that. Um, but this was the first time I was actually in a video. It wasn't anything funny. It was just me like presenting the home. Um, and that was kind of the first time that I did it. And I, I had a lot of really good feedback from people like, oh, that was like really cool. Like you did a really good job with it. You seem really comfortable. Um, and then I think it was like right after that is where I saw one of Dan's videos to where I'm like, I feel like I could make this like a bit funnier. And so I slowly, it was like a, it was like a slow process started to incorporate um, stuff into it. So to answer your question, uh, it's not, I feel like I get people that say like, you know, if you do funny videos, does that, what, what's like the, the, the percentage of business. And I don't really know that there's like in like a calculation for that. And Matt, you could probably attest to this. Like, like one funny video does not equate to four leads or, you know, two listings. Um, I look at it more as kind of like a billboard or something that you put out there that is out there forever. Um, that you kind of never really know the timeline, but it, it, it definitely, it, it points, attracts and generates business. Um, so initially I, I, I think I, I got a lot of good feedback, but I don't necessarily know that that was like, Hey, here's business, but over time, yeah, it definitely turned into business. Yeah. They're, they're big commercials. They're, they're just commercials there to stay top of mind with people. I mean, and it's the consistency that does it. It's like not one video is going to. It's the consistency. I think that's what is so impressive with creators who keep that up like you. Um, I will say, going to pump your tires a little bit here, um, out of all the comedy kind of style, because now it is completely oversaturated. There is Everyone thinks they're like a real estate comedian. Uh, you, property brother-in-laws, Dan Lee, and Dick Slider. Dick Slider. Yeah, and Dan O'Neill are uh, off the top of my head, the only people who have actually laughed at a video. Could you oh, say that's the you. same, Eric? Yeah, there's definitely a couple others in there too. But okay. yes, I mean, Derek. Derek's consistently <laughs> good, um, f- funny videos, I think. Yeah, there's there's a, a higher quality of whatever you used to. I don't know any others. Um, I mean, there's going to be people listening to this that will despise. Your pitch. Yeah. I don't yes. care. I can't. Mean I- I've laughed at their video. I'm saying I I have laughed or chuckled out loud while watching right. Derek's video. Yes, agreed. Der- wow. Derek's videos elicit an, an emotional laughter. Not every time, but you know that's that's how a lot of these go, hey, including man. my. Hey, no, you, hundred, you hundred, hit some, you, and you lo- you win and you lose some. Exactly. You make six hundred percent of shots you don't take. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Wayne Gretzky uh, quote. Thank you very much. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But let's get into that a little bit. I would love to get into that a little bit. Kind of like the hits, the misses. Is it frustrating when you miss 
Um, what does that process look like? Like, do you, can you recall kind of the first video of yours that really hit? And then maybe the first one that just after the, after the first hit, the one that didn't hit at all. Um, yeah. It's tough, man. And obviously you guys been doing this long enough. So it's like, you get it, but it's like your gauge of what's good and what isn't changes over time. So I think when I started, maybe if I did a video that had 40 likes, I'd be like, dude, I'm the man, you know, like I'm the greatest. Um, and then I think as time goes, like the, the more that you do, it's, you know, kind of those, like your, your gauge of what's good and what isn't changes. Um, so as far as like what did well, I think I did, and I'm probably going to be way off on this. I did a video that was, um, uh, I I forget the title of it. I think it was like when, so I was doing, all I was doing was, excuse me, was just, I had a salad today. I'm trying to be healthy. Um, all I did was just listing videos. And then it's like, as, and I'm again, Matt, you probably know, it's like, as you do stuff, you're like, Hey, what if I dip my toe in this? What if I get a little silly and do this? And so it's like, as time went, I, I kind of maybe dabbled a bit more and it, 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 as it did well, I'm like, Oh, I like it's, this is doing good. Like this is okay to, to kind of go in this direction. But I think a video that did pretty well, I did, um, I think it was like when a realtor like goes to bed and it was like this whole thing of like, basically like an agent's like, oh man, I'm, I'm so tired. What a long day. Like I'm just exhausted. I can't wait to go to bed. It's like this whole montage. And then I go to bed and then it's like all these thoughts like kick in, like, you know, all these questions, like how many square feet are an acre? Yeah. What, what, did, did you do this? Did it like just a million thoughts, like to where you can't sleep? Um, so I think that one did pretty well. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was others, but that's one that kind of pops off to my head, a video that I feel like I've had, I remember the ones that don't do well, a lot more than the ones that do do well. Um, I know I did a, a stranger things video that absolutely just tanked. Um, it was, in my opinion, I, it was very, yeah, so well I, done though. It's like, yeah, dude, I was like, dude, this is, this is it. I'm getting a Netflix show off of this video. And it, it just did not do what I was, uh, expecting it to do. So, well, you've, uh, that one definitely is one. you've definitely evolved your content to kind of what is hitting more with the more short form. I think 2020, 2021, you were doing a lot of these kind of longer form cinematic, you know, horizontal videos that probably took, I assume an enormous amount of time to write the script for hire people, video editing, like those must have cost thousands of dollars, right? To, to film those. So yes, I mean, some of the, I think it was the start of 2022. I got a video guy. So I do a lot of video myself. So, um, I kind of have an understanding, like I know how to work all the stuff. I know how to edit videos, um, how to work Adobe, all that sort of stuff. But it was like trying to maximize my time um, and editing can take a while. And so I, I ended up putting someone on retainer that was doing videos for me. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of time. It was a lot of money for me. Honestly, it was a lot of stress because um, I, 
there is a bit of free and I don't know, Matt, like how you do your videos. Like if you just set a camera up and you do your takes and that's kind of how you do it. Um, I think a lot of people think like, oh, the second I get a video guy, then life's it's easy street. And that's not always the case because you have like someone else, you're kind of accounting for their time. You have to make sure you have your stuff together. Whereas if, you know, I have a camera set up in my living room and I'm filming something, I can whatever, do a bunch of takes and take my time with it to make sure I have it right. So, um, but yeah, in 2022, I like made an effort. Like I want to, um, start doing some really high quality stuff. It was a lot like I'm not really doing at the time I was like doing, you know, videos that were over, you know, 30 seconds, like a minute, minute and a half. Um, and so they're more like skits. It wasn't like a, you know, me talking about interest rates or contracts. So it was a bit more time that kind of went into planning it out. It became a bit stressful. Um, and I feel like some of them didn't really perform as well, which I know you and I, Eric, have talked a lot. Like I'd send you stuff to see what your thoughts were on it. There's a lot of times you're like, hey, man, this is like way too long. Like you need to cut this thing in half, um, which, yeah, it's it's been hard. I like doing more like, you know, built out stories and that sort of thing. So it's just trying to adjust and. Yeah. I, uh, I love doing the like really in-depth cinematic looking things and I do those, but they, none of my like high quality videos ever have performed as well as like me ranting in my car or me yeah. dressed up as Stan with like just my camera that I use, like just in front. And like you said, I just sit there and I do a bunch of takes until I get the one I like. Um, but I think it's still important to have both because that quality, even though it doesn't perform as well, shows that you can give that quality. Yeah. You know, so sure. it's important for sure. Um, but it's like, you really need to pick your spots because early on I was the same way and I would be like, okay, if I just do higher quality, like it's just going to get better and better and better. I'm going to get more views. And that's not the case at all. Yeah. You know? So to that point, Matt, and as a musician, you know, this, like <clears throat> there are times like you would go and record a song in a studio and it's kind of a crappy song, but you're like, Hey, if we do like this, you know, high quality recording, like all, add all this uh, stuff to it. Like it'll make it a good song. But at the end of the day, a good song is a good song. Like, um, you know, I'm just trying to think of a Beyonce song, but um, there's one that Ryan Tedder wrote that Beyonce, I think it was Halo. Halo. And it was like, I think they did it. It was like just acoustic. And it was like, that's a banger as an acoustic song. Like it doesn't need anything crazy, elaborate. So I think at the end of the day, like there's a correlation with like music and video and all this stuff. Like a good idea is a good idea. A good song is a good song. Yeah. You don't have to have like this massive production. Dude, because the fact of the matter is like some videos that I've done that are these massive productions, like it, it maybe it wasn't a good idea. Like the pacing wasn't right. Um, the timing wasn't good and it, it just didn't do well. It's also people's attention spans and how people consume the content on Instagram specifically. So I know you focus most of your content towards Instagram. You do have a YouTube channel where you upload the longer form content. But like we would have conversations, Derek, where we talked about this and Matt, you and I talked about this, I think on the last episode or a couple episodes ago, where the joke has to be so in front of you and apparent yeah. for the real estate audience and on Instagram that you can't have a 10 second lead up to it. You can if it's like an anticipation thing, but you can't 
hide the joke. Like you can't have all these like subtle little references for it to crush. You can for the people that get it to appreciate it. And those are the people that'll become like, you know, long-term fans and really appreciate the type of content you're making. But in order for something to hit right away, it has to be, the joke has to be right in front of you. You literally have to spell it out. That's why memes and everything work so well. Or like when Matt does his content, you know, he puts the, the caption above saying like, I don't know. Give me an example, Matt. I, I, well, I create it like a meme. I create a video yes. like a meme. So exactly. I don't actually yeah. have You do to, that too, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually have to talk talk into what I'm talking about. I'm already into the video because the caption describes what the video is right. about. Like that yeah. Stranger yeah. Things video, for example. I just rewatched it. And I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, this is a cinematic thing that that should be seen by a lot of people. I remember you were talking about it saying like, I know how good this is. And it's frustrating to me that this didn't get, you know, 5,000 likes and, you know, a thousand shares, which it should have. But that's, you know, I think I've seen your content kind of evolve away from that to kind of the more quick hitting joke right in front of your face. And I think that's, you know, a good move from a content perspective. Yeah. Also, by the way, I'm, my ring light just absolutely bit the dust. Oh, good. <laughs> so good. You still look yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, no, I, I think that's that's definitely true. I um, Especially, it's like if you have someone you're like paying to be doing this stuff, it's like I need to make sure that I'm getting the ROI on this. Like it's, it's doing well. It's worth uh, the investment. So I think a lot of it is just, um, you know, figuring out what that looks like. I'm... I know it's, this has kind of been beaten to death, but like having your hooks right and, you know, something that grabs people's attention right away. Like I did, had nothing to do with real estate, but I did a video, um, a video that I wanted to do. Like it, I was like, this is going to absolutely bomb, but I want to do this video. It was like a story about like me going to the Super Bowl, the Rams, um, Super Bowl, I'm a big Rams fan. And I did this story and I made sure to start it out with like, this is how I got scammed trying to go to the Super Bowl, like something that like immediately grabs people's attention. Video did awful on Instagram, but TikTok, it like did incredible. And it was like a four and a half minute video and it did like phenomenal. Um, so it's just like a lot of this stuff too. It's like, you're just trying stuff, seeing what works, trying stuff and, you know, figuring it out and going from there. Yeah. It's a, it's a bunch of trial and error. It's like really crazy. And cause so many people just they wait for like the perfect setup or, Oh, I, I have this great idea, but you know, I need a, a videographer to do it. And it's like, it's really not the case. It goes back to what you said. Like great yeah. content is great content. You can have a $20,000 crew. And if your content's not good, the video is going to do shit. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so I think people just need to like work on figure that out for themselves because I mean, yeah. we've done it. We've seen it. You have a whole well, stranger things video that bombs in your eyes and <laughs> like then a you motion have, picture yeah and then you, you, you then you have you like falling asleep doing some voiceovers and it fucking crushes you know what yeah. the problem was that, with with the stranger things video i think there was a too long well there was an intro so anytime yeah. you have like a, a title title slide and i learned this early on too if you have a title slide that says like stranger things of real estate or something like that for the first three seconds you're already gone like you got to be already yeah. in the video so like what I mean by that is it wasn't on your face or anything. It was literally like the Stranger Things logo and it said Stranger yeah, yeah. Things or whatever. So by the time you see that, see you later. I'm it out. Sucks. Yeah, exactly. I'm, looking up, I'm gone. You know, I'm, I'm gonna... looking up a tasty video on on how to 
cook sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah, I, I had someone tell me, they were like, I, I didn't even know that was your video. I thought it was just a, like a video, like a promo for Stranger Things. Right. Um, so, yeah, I again, it's, it's one of those kind of you learn as you go, which is, it's funny, I, I started to realize this. So I did these real real estate stories because I, I have like a million uh, crazy stories that happen. And as I did those, I started to realize like I need to like immediately grab people's attention. So I was telling my video guy, I was like, what if we took like some of the interesting, juicy parts of the story and made like the first 15 seconds, it's like like this whole buildup with those things of like what's going to happen. And then it's like then it launches into the longer video. Um, so it's like, yeah, it definitely is one of those things like as you do things, as you learn, which again goes back to this like people wanting the perfect situation, perfect scenario. It's like, you don't even know what, what is going to be good. Like you want to go and pay someone and have this crazy setup and this expensive bill video person. It's like, you, you've never even done any, you know, reps to know what's going to be good. What's not. So it's like, I almost feel like you're better off, like kind of starting out and getting a feel for it, get, getting comfortable with it versus, you know, like, I'm not going to start until I ha every element's perfect. Everyone stop for a second. This market is a little bit tighter than it has been in the past few years, which means leads are not necessarily banging down the door. But you know who isn't worried right now? Agents who use Boomtown, the number one rated real estate CRM in the game. That's right. Boomtown it was actually founded in 2008, Eric. Do you know that? Yeah, the same year the Phillies won the World Series against the Rays. How could I forget? I'll take your word for it. Uh, in the middle of a housing crisis, their CEO, Greer Allen, built it yeah. from the ground up with Legend. the explicit intention of empowering agents to be successful no matter the market. So if you're ready to build a truly bulletproof business, visit boomtownroi.com slash overass. Plus, see how you can score 750 big ones in free digital advertising. That's boomtownroi.com slash overass. Yeah, 100%. Like I always say, my those videos where I like pretend to be Eminem do better than anything. Like yeah. anything, you know? And it just literally takes me like 30 minutes. And it's my Does it make camera. you mad? No, I, I love the Eminem stuff. <laughs> I would do a whole Eminem real estate page if I could. That's like the funnest <laughs> for me to like make up is that Eminem. Yeah, like have your agent, your, your, your uh, you know, <laughs> Business photos, you and a, a wife beater, just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a toque, um, or a, sorry, not a toque. Uh, Eric gets offended when I say toque. Still Canadian don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a, a it's toque. A there is, is that, that like guy. There is that guy on Instagram who is like a full time Eminem impersonator. Oh yeah, and yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Everything That's he so does, hilarious. He's, he's hilarious. But so I feel good. like you would just get kind of sick of doing that after oh, yeah. a while. You're like, Oh my God, For I sure. got to do another, no, you, another you, rap here. But you, you it, like, what's great. But yeah, exactly. And you do it great, Matt, because you don't hammer it too much, right? It's not like every week there's an Eminem video. It's like, okay, for Valentine's Day, I'm going to do one. For Christmas, I'm going to do them. So not only is it topical, but you're spreading it out enough so you're not hammering the same joke over and over again. That makes it way more potent, I feel like. And Derek, yeah. you also, like your timeliness, you got a video for everything. I was going through your page. You dressed up as a leprechaun once for St. Patty's <laughs> yeah. Day. You dressed up as the Grinch. 
Like anytime there's, you know, I don't know what you're doing for Earth Day in March, but I assume <laughs> you'll have a giant globe on your head or something like that. Yeah. But I, I think that is also huge for content creators. And this is something I've been talking about nonstop on this podcast for two years, but the trend jacking and just looking at the calendar in advance and saying what holidays are coming up, what yeah. sporting events. I like March, you have, we're in March when this is released, you're going to have the Oscars on March 12th. So I, sh I assume there'll be some sort of like Grammys or actor related March posts. Madness. March Madness. You have St. Patty's Day. I think <clears throat> it is Earth Day or something. Uh, what else? I, mean, I think that's pretty uh, much Yeah, it. there's a lot of days, Eric. Thanks. Um... <laughs> you want me to go through the entire calendar? <laughs> March 3rd, it's my like birthday. A, you have, you guys uh... got a, a degree in calendars. Like yeah, dates. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, look, for the no, people at home, they're, they're hearing this and they're thinking, oh, I got the idea spinning. Like, what can I do for March yeah. Madness? Can I do a video around <laughs> the best bars to watch the games at, the best bars right. to uh, go for St. Patty's Day, that type of thing? Like, yeah. that well, really helps. It, it's so even the football one that I did, it one, it was it was just a video that I wanted to do regardless. I knew it wasn't going to do well, but. I, I think you have like if you're able to time those things, it's it's people are interested in those topics at those times, which even when I did the Stranger Things video, that was like I think I put it out like right before the release of like the last season. So it's like trying to uh, time these things to be around, you know, dates that people are looking into those things. I don't I mean, it's a bit different, like TikTok specifically, like if you click on one video, it's like you're getting your feed is just nothing but that video from there on out. So um, if someone clicks on something Super Bowl related, it's like it's it's the algorithm, all it's feeding it them is content around that. So yeah. um, I definitely think that's it, it helps with exposure for sure. Literally immediately. Like literally, you watch two videos on TikTok and then oh, your dude. whole feed. Like <laughs> it's so immediate how much it yeah. changes. It's insane. <laughs> now I do want to get... and. I mean, if you don't follow Derek, follow him. You'll know that he has many more hits than misses. But I think it, it's something that people can really relate with. So when you post such a great cinematic video like the Stranger Things one and it doesn't hit, what does the next couple days look like? Are you frustrated? Do you not want Devastation. to that month? Yeah, I, well, just, I bet. Just you put off in ashes. You know, I just sit. I'm surprised and, you didn't no. die filming the video. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, the, it's the worst. But that, but that goes back to what I said earlier. It's like your barometer of like, what's what I think it was. I, I heard John Mayer say something about like defining, like what is like successful to you, like having that standard, because it's like, otherwise, if it's like this floating thing, it changes so much. Like, there was a period of time, whatever activity the Stranger Thing video got, like maybe a year prior, I would have been like, dude, like I am Mark Zuckerberg. Like this is, yeah. this is incredible. And it, it just fluctuates. So I think having like that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe like setting expectations, which I, I should definitely do a better job with. But um, yeah, it sucks, man. Like I, you, you post... You know, I'll be like, dude, I'm shadow banned right now. It's like, no, dude, you're just not funny. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's well, the, the, I, the first thing we always say. Oh, yeah, the thing is, I'm shadow banned. <laughs> the thing is, there is, it's not a shadow ban, but there is an algorithmic problem so consistently now on Instagram. We have no idea. Like there are certain days 
literally where the algorithm is hitting, where you can scroll through your feed and you see posts with an enormous amount of engagement. Then there's other days where I'll scroll through the feed and, and it'll happen on the BAM account. It'll happen on my account. It'll happen Mine on yesterday. Dan's account. It'll happen on Matt's account where you post something. I posted a, a text yesterday and for the first five minutes, I think there was one comment. That hasn't happened to me in a very long time. And I know the people listening are probably like, <laughs> shut the hell up. Who cares about any of this? But it is a problem where if the algorithm is off, off in the sense that they're doing an update or they're rolling out a new feature and this happens so much or there's just so many bugs or the app goes down. Like when we were filming the, the yeah. cold calls live, Instagram wasn't working. Like Instagram stories were not uploading. Only 20 people saw my stories that day. So I could not plug the links to this live video and I cut our audience from 1,000 to 500. So this does happen and it sucks if you have something to post that day that sure. you know is very timely. And for whatever reason, the app is off. That's why being on all these you know, other platforms is so important, but that, that's why the content is all about the reps. I'm kind of running into that too. Like I had, um, I've been legitimately, I, I have strikes on my account to where I haven't, I just um, like last week was able to go live again. I still can't do collaborations. So I did a video with, um, I didn't even know this. I did a video with Shane Bergman and this was when I was in Vegas. We were posting it that day and we went to post it and I couldn't do collaborations. And I knew I had like some kind of ban. I made a sarcastic. Most of my strikes, if I look at them on my account, are me making like sarcastic comments on your posts, Eric. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I had someone had posted. Well, that's something that's because I, like, I, I report your comments. <laughs> you do. So that, that's, that's what why it this is. is happening. Yeah. I'm trying to get yeah, you shot up. I, I'm in I'm in Instagram's timeout, but yeah, all that to say, I I definitely there's been um, certain elements within Instagram I haven't been able to do uh, for a couple months now. I just got lives back, um, collaborations I still can't do. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that has any impact on stuff I've been posting, but um, yeah, I mean some sometimes stuff hits, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, I, I think for me, it's I, I, I'm trying to get back to like I want to. I want to enjoy posting like I don't I, I feel like it can become a bit of a rat race, like you're constantly chasing like if you have a video that does well, it's like I have to do this, the same video again, the same style. Um, and I'm trying to get a little bit away from like. You know, this idea of like everything has to be perfect, everything has to be good. Um, so it's still a struggle, but I'm something I'm working on for sure. You could check your account status. So you could go to your insights and you could actually check to see your eligibility for like badges and monetization. And it'll tell you when you have strikes. I had a strike on my account because someone commented on, you know, some, like I made some golf meme and I said, I'll beat you with my seven iron and Instagram took that as like a violent threat as in I would literally bludgeon someone in the head with my Strix and seven iron. And I appealed it on Instagram. It came back as, you know, they rejected my appeal. And then for two weeks, it does actually affect your engagement and everything. It basically puts you in kind of Instagram timeout where your, your uh, content is only being shown to your followers. So everybody could go check your account status and your insights, or maybe it's in your settings, but that is that is a, a frustrating that makes sense. problem. That just happened to me on that it last did? video I posted. Dan said something about like Grant Cardone, and yeah. I told, I said like Grant Cardone like punched 
Dan in the throat or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And then I got like a strike, uh, a message that came up saying like, "Yo, we deleted your comment." Yep. And, and then, that dude, I, put I, you in jail I, someone, for two weeks. It's crazy. Someone posted uh, a video of a spider in their house, and I said I would burn the house down and start a new life somewhere else. And then they were like, "Hey, yeah, you're the gone. threat to burn the house down." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy. Know, so Derek. Coming up with content, yeah. you know, obviously you've been doing it on a consistent basis. We noticed, I don't know, a couple of months ago, you took a pretty long hiatus. And I remember I was texting either with Matt or Dan. We were like, where the hell's Derek Gregory been? Because you become kind of a, a staple in your daily, you know, scrolling where it's like, okay, Derek's going to have a couple of funny stories up. He's going to have a post once or twice a week. You used to send me memes all the time. So it was like, where the hell did he go? We were Found concerned out. for your. Well-being. We were concerned for your well-being, exactly. And turns out so you're on. I had a, I had a post that didn't do well. You know, I was in. Yeah, exactly. The Stranger Things post put you out for three weeks, but it turns out you were just, you know, taking a, a hiatus. I think you were enjoying your honeymoon or on vacation or something, and then you told me getting back into it was pretty hard. So talk about, I guess, what it was like for a few weeks just not posting. Was it refreshing? Did you feel a gravitational pull back to the? you know, content game. What was that like? I I think it was a combination. So it was like right around. So I'm in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers. So we got blasted by a hurricane. So it was like this, there was a combination of a lot of things that were going on, life things. And for someone that posts predominantly like humorous content, it just didn't feel right in, in the time. So I, uh, that, and then I, I got married. It was on my honeymoon and it was like, I, I kind of want to ha- like be intentional about like staying away, which was starting out was really weird because it's like, you get so much into this like rhythm of like anything you see, anything you do, it's like through this lens of how can I tie this into content? Um, and, and it's like everything that happens in your life, you're like, Oh, this would be funny if I did this post or if I did that, or, um, you know, or this is an idea I'll write down in my notes. And so that, that was kind of how I've been wired over the past two, two and a half years. And um, so kind of stepping away from it was weird at first, but then it's like, as you break off from it, it's like, I don't know, you just start to see things a bit different, like stuff happens, you live life. Um, and I kind of got, I got to a, a little bit of a weird space, like trying to come back in the new year to where it was like, like, how do I step back? Like, I've been away for like three months. Like, how do I step back into this? Like, it just felt, um, I don't know, a bit interesting. Like, it was a bit weird um, trying to figure that out. Like, it's still, to be honest with you, it's still like trying to find my footing a bit of, as far as like what uh, what I'm posting, what I'm doing, that sort of thing, which I, I mentioned earlier. It's like trying, like, I want to do stuff that like I enjoy. Like, I don't want it to feel like this rat race of like everything I post, it's like just for engagement. Like I I want to enjoy what I'm doing. Cause I think that's another thing too. It's like, as you do stuff, as you get some success, it's like everything you do is like through that lens of everything I have to do has to be this. And that's not always the case. Like you're going to have posts or things that just don't do well. And for me, I'm a very competitive person. I, I haven't been okay with that, but it's like trying to be okay with it trying to be, you know, I know they have the option where you can hide your likes and on your posts and things like that. And it's like, you know, 
I, I want to leave it up. I want people, I want to stand by my bad post, you know, and just being okay with that. Um, so it's definitely still a, a work in progress, but yeah, it's an interesting time going from like everything you do is focused around social media and content to like not focused around that and getting back into it. Is there, is there something you're like, you've been wanting to pivot to? Cause I know like you can almost pigeonhole yourself into a certain yeah. thing. Is there something it's you've tough. been trying to get into? Well, I, it, me and Eric talk a lot about this. Like with real estate, it's like you, you are like, if you're doing humor within real estate, you're kind of limited in the sense that everything has to be somewhat on the nose. Like I'm doing, I'm working on a video. I haven't posted it now, but I'm doing like a video, like, uh, it like ties in with agents that don't use chat GPT and agents that do. And I'm like, it's just one of those things. It's, it's not a very on the nose video. I, I haven't put it, I haven't finished it, but I'm like, I don't know if this is going to do very well. Um, but it's like with real estate content, it's like very, it has to be very straightforward. Um, as far as stuff that I want to do, like, I love telling stories. I, um, I did, like I I said, I did that football one and I, I kind of want to get into to telling more stories. Like it's not necessarily just a skit. Maybe it's, I have a bunch of crazy real estate stories. I have a bunch of crazy life stories. I know like Glenda Baker does a really good job of, um, you know, doing a lot of different content in that space. So I would say that's, uh, something I even have a funny need to breathe story. Like I, I have a lot of fun stories that I think kind of leaning into that, I, I think is something I'd like to start doing a bit more. I like your story content. The real estate horror stories are great because it's like you're narrating it and you could act, you're actually showing it visually. So you're reenacting the entire thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of that. <laughs> I, you, there's a bit of a lag. So I don't know the hell, if I'm- The hell okay. just happened right there. Should I come back in? Yeah, <laughs> my, my right? point- yeah, my point was it's not just you in front of a camera. Like Glenda's so great at, you know, showing her charisma and articulating these stories where you can visualize it, but I love yours because you could hear your voice and then you actually see what's going on. So I think that's a very yeah. un unique way to go about that content. But like I totally agree with you in the sense that when you're in the content rat race, everything you do is is looking to turn into and it like when i'm scrolling through twitter or instagram or facebook or watching tv or watching the super bowl or watching the jake paul fight everything i'm doing is like is there a moment here that i could capture that i could trend jack on is there a moment in the super bowl that i could turn into a meme and, and it becomes like the the entire way your brain functions and like now i have to turn everything in content because of bam so it's not just the broke agent stuff. If I see an article, I'm like this has to be a green screen. I have to go ask someone to do a green screen for this, or I have to do it if there's a new social media update. So I, I envy your ability to, you know, take that couple week break because I'm sure it, it helps you come back a little bit refreshed. Matt, I'm sure you feel like this too. Like, I mean, it's, you've been posting nonstop consistently for since 2019. So it's yeah. just, yeah, you need, you need to take a break and what I'm telling people now, like there's so many social media gurus who are like, you got to post five times a day. It's like, just post what you want to post, like post what makes you happy. Like that's where you're going to have the most enthusiasm when you post and enthusiasm sells. I say that all the time. Um, I really believe that. And just like, don't make it such like a, a burden on your day. Like, Oh shit, I didn't post three times this week. So now like, whatever, like, do what you got to do. Don't let it kill you. 
Um, that's that's my opinion on it. But I, I think it's been helping. Like I think now because of the oversaturation, almost less volume has been working a little bit more. I've been noticing this from my perspective, at least. Like I used to have to do eight to fifteen Instagram stories a day because I knew that was getting me all the engagement that was bringing new followers and I wanted something to pop up every time someone logged into the app. But now if I do that, I feel like I'm, I'm just hammering the feed so much in the algorithm and giving them different types of things that maybe it's possibly annoying people. I don't know from a BAM perspective, we have to do that because it's a media company, but from a broke agent perspective, it's like, okay, great. The guy made the same joke again and again and again and again and again. Now it's on stories and now it's here. Like maybe super clip that again and again and again and again. Like maybe pull back a little bit, take it easy and then give them something funny once every couple of days. I feel like Matt, you don't post a whole lot of stuff with your stories though. No, I don't. Like you're very... Is there a particular reason or are you just like not, it's not something you're. I don't know. Yeah, no, not, not real reason. Sometimes I'll get into like a mood and I'll want to do it, but I just like creating my videos. Now it's like, you know, brought me into doing these other things like the stuff for BAM and the speaking engagements and the podcast. So that keeps me super busy and I still have a real estate business and I don't know. I just do what, I want to do on social media and I, I try and do it at the highest level I possibly can try and be, uh, give the best content to my followers. And I really enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's, well, it's like you said earlier, it's if the main goal is to be consistent with it, if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to be very consistent with it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what's, um, what's your kind of goal? What, I guess what was your, I think I know the answer, what your goal was when you started. It's probably similar to me, but like, what are you trying to get from this other than real estate business? Do you want to get into speaking? Do you want to have a podcast? Like what, where do you want to go from, from this? Um, it, so the reason I started doing videos as a, a musician, so the band, we kind of stopped playing like around COVID. So for me, videos, it was my creative outlet. So uh, first and foremost, it's something I enjoy doing. So it's not like it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like I have a gun to my head, like I have to do it, which is partially why I really want to get back to doing stuff that I enjoy doing because it's you kind of as stuff does well and, and expands, it's like you're always chasing that. And uh, in some ways, you can kind of get to this place to where it's like, you're not really enjoying it because you're like, I got to do this trend. I got to point at these bubbles as they pop up. And so um, initially, like the 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 start of doing videos, it was like, this is fun. This is a creative outlet for me. This is, I feel like within real estate, it feels very much uh, in the box about a lot of things. And, and just to be very clear, I think a lot of people see like people like you or Eric, and it's like, that's all I want to do. And that's, if you want to be successful in real estate, there's so much more than just doing funny videos. Like I always equate it to like, you have a stool with three legs and there's, there's maybe one of it is like marketing and, and, and branding and exposure, but there's so much other stuff. Like you need to understand the contract. You need to understand what's happening within the market. You need to have all these other, um, 
elements covered. It's not just video. Um, but for me, like video was like this fun thing. Like I just, like I do, I've done all that other stuff. I'm, I'm really good at it. Um, I've done real estate so long without doing video. Like this is kind of a new thing that I enjoy doing, but as far as like what I want to do with it, it's interesting, man. And, and just being very transparent. Um, I, I know me and Eric have briefly talked about this. Like I, for someone that's very like enjoys doing video that enjoys entertaining. Um, I, I have, uh, I do have a lot of anxiety that comes with all of this. And so it's tough, man. I feel like I, I self sabotage myself a lot. Like this podcast is a perfect example. I love you guys. I love what you do. I've always felt really bad because you did ask me a while ago to be on it. And it wasn't that I, I didn't want to be on it. It was just like, I, I get, uh, within some, some things that come from the video and the marketing and all that, it's like, there's just some anxiety that comes up with it. And so, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm still, I guess, trying to figure my way through all of that. Um, for now it's, it's, I just do it cause I enjoy it. I have fun doing it. Um, if nothing more than what I have comes from it, I'm content with that, uh, in some respects. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really, there's not really necessarily like this mapped out vision of, of everything I, I want from it, which maybe is bad. I don't know. I I'm just, you know, kind of having fun with it. I want this to be over. That's what I want. I want not this podcast. I mean, <laughs> I was like, okay. yeah, geez. All right. Came in hot there. <laughs> the content creation thing. That is my goal to have this all end at some point. Yeah. Because it is. Really? I like it. I mean, look, I, I love it also. I really do. But I'm just like this, like, I'm not going to be doing memes in three years. Right. From a broke agent perspective. I don't think so. In Maybe. Right? What, what's who's going to do the memes then? No, not three months, like three years. I know three years is eventually, eventually it becomes weird. If I, if I'm 40 years old, I'm 32 right now. If I'm 40 years old doing the same thing, then something went horribly I mean, wrong. I want BAM to become the biggest media company. I love building that. But at some point, like the content, it just, it starts eating away at you because you just always yeah, have to put something out there on all these. But, on all he, these but here's the question though. Are you, do you enjoy that element or is that just kind of a means to an end? With... memes are memes are a job for eric at this point yeah at, at this point no i i i enjoy doing it like i i really do uh you know if i could do something that i think is actually funny i do enjoy doing that i i think you guys are just doing like it, it's such a different level of comedy when you're actually like showing yourself and acting yeah. out something or saying it to the camera like i envy and i can do that too and i have done that in the past it's just not as consistent with it and the memes crush and it's way easier, you know? So and it's like, and that's what my page is used to. So I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm just, that, I'm, that, right now I'm, I'm trying to find what the hell I'm, <laughs> I should be doing from like a content perspective, not on BAM, but on the broke agent. Like I want to, yeah. I want to evolve this stuff too, because. Well, well, well then too, the it's hard because it's like pickings that. Right now. Oh, dude, it's interest rates are going up and that's pretty much all you got. It, it, it becomes hard, too, because it's like that's what works. So it's like you kind of get caught in this rut of like, I just have to continue doing this. Yeah, um, it's like a it's a feedback loop. It's it's uh, there's some word for it on YouTube 
also where if your audience is giving you certain feedback, it, it kind of positions the way you do your own content. So obviously if people like the stand video and that's crushing the Eminem video, you're more likely to keep producing those. It, it happens a lot in like political YouTube where the audience kind of directs the person that's actually the pundit speaking about it, where maybe they do one right wing take and then their audience is right wing. And now they're full blown right wing when they were left wing. Like that happens a lot. So basically I'm going to become a right wing YouTuber, I think is, is my next, <laughs> my next move here. Yeah, exactly. Just kidding. Good, yeah. Badass. All right. Yeah. Well, folks, you heard it here first. On that <laughs> note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh Novaras exclusive here. Or a left-wing YouTuber. That was, you know, went could go one way or the other with that joke. Yeah. Yeah. It just meant a political YouTuber. My point is that your audience can definitely heavily, heavily influence what sort of content you're creating. Oh, sure. Well, then it's it's like you you do something that does well. It's like you want that dopamine hit of some the next thing doing well. So it's like you're just constantly in that rat race. And it's like, that's for me, something I'm not definitely by no means have that sorted, but it's like getting to that point to where I'm okay with it, not doing okay. Right. And I feel like that gives you a bit more freedom, like going back to, to kind of, which I think it's good, like to understand what's working and, and, um, that sort of thing. I think that's important, but like to have that dictate, you know, everything on your, your day-to-day and what you're doing. I, I don't necessarily know that that's healthy. Um, I was also having a, a talk with like another agent too. It's like, it's, it's hard too with social media because it's like, especially in this space, like we're real estate professionals and it's like positivity is like such a big thing, but it's like, you definitely don't always feel very positive about what you're doing. So it's almost like you're creating this avatar of yourself um, in some respects. So it's like, trying to be authentic but then it's like if i'm too authentic then that's not good you know what i mean so it's like this weird space sometimes i feel like you as a content creator you can get into of like um you know trying to be real trying to be authentic and and trying to be positive because I, I definitely think you could go the the opposite end of that spectrum where it's like everything you post is negative and it's not good you know yeah i try not to overthink it too much but i have made a big turn in a lot of my content whereas when i started a lot of it would be kind of like making fun of agents or clients and i've kind of completely stepped away and shifted away from that not really for any reason um it was just kind of i don't know i started to take a step back and i was like there's like more to this this is like why am i just making fun of everyone all the time which I'll still yeah. obviously poke fun at the industry. That's what all this is. But it's like, I don't have to like do like a whole client scenario or anything like that. I just think it was kind of fun for the time over COVID or whatever, when everyone was cooped up in their house. But I don't know, there's just more to it. And you like, it's, yeah, it's that's the fun to for me is like the constant, like, okay, where to next? Now what? Like, what are we, how are we going to evolve this? It's yeah. important to be conscious of that too, because if you are only creating content that makes fun of your clients, obviously from an agent perspective, your clients can see that. So that could damage your business. It's great for agent to agent content for referrals and stuff because every agent can laugh about it. But I'm always conscious of trying not to specifically just do that either. So I'll make fun of agents. 
I'll make fun of client scenarios, and then just general real estate frustrations, general real estate frustrations about the market, like, you know, the hot seller's market from 2020, 2022, you know, trying to get your offer accepted. Any post about that is shareable for everybody because right. that's just a general real estate frustration. So those are the ones that could get 10,000 shares because other real estate agents can share it and your clients can also relate to it. So I try to have yeah. these different, you know, buckets to client to client, agent to agent, and then just like general grievances and then other just like social anxieties and stuff. So it's definitely important to be aware of that, that you're not just in one bucket that could actually tarnish what you're trying to accomplish, which is ultimately sell more real estate. Yeah. So yeah, good, good shit. I think the moral of this story, if I, if I may, would be the consistency of all of this is extremely important. And, you know, us three, not to toot our own horns here, but like Derek, you've been doing this for years, Matt, you've been doing this for years, haven't gone away, constantly evolving. There's a lot of people that do this stuff for two months. There's a lot of people that create content for two or three months, either it works or it doesn't, and then they're done. This is all, you know, at bats and reputation, the fact that not reputation, but um, repetition, oh, fuck it, whatever you guys get it. Moral of the story is keep creating content. <laughs> Thanks. That was almost. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was almost. I, that was almost. I'm profound. ready to go film a video right now. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Go go film pumped a video. I just been I was pumped doing up all until this. you said a reputation. I thought you were talking I about know. the uh, Taylor. Yeah, that was like a Braveheart speech. You, yeah. you I meant repet repetition. Repetition. That's you get it. We've all said it before, but <sighs> if you stop creating content, you're not going to be able to know what works, what yeah. doesn't. There we go. Yeah, How about you that, get Matt? It, folks? Bam. Yeah. I like how you yeah. wrap Let's that go. Up. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. Thank Derek, you. Derek, where can the people find you? Uh, you know, just social media, MySpace. Give him your app. Specifically, where yeah. where give him uh, your damn at, app. At Derek D-E-R-R, -R, way too many R's. I C K S W F L Realtor. Um, yeah, that's it. It's sounds it's fake. On that. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are like, I thought your last name was Southwest Florida Realtor. <laughs> That's what you're in my phone is too, I think. Everybody That's go it. follow Derek Gregory. If you enjoyed this episode, throw it a like. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Give us a review on podcasts too. You know, we're giving you different perspectives on everything here. So yeah. smash that like button. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. And that subscribe. All right. Y'all take care now.